Beyond the Field takeover episode number three, but this time it's a little bit different because we've got the one and only Kane Wallstrom here. Oh my God, I am back and I'm in the hot seat. Back and better than ever. Love it. Love it. So we are up to episode number three, Takeover, and today we're going to discuss a few different things, but the first topic is going to be myths that old people tell you, which Kane, with your age and wisdom, would probably be quite good. I knew that was coming. Pushing 50. Can't wait for it, Saskia. I no, 41st, isn't it? Yeah, Ibiza. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so one of the most popular sayings I always hear is, back in my day... Back in my day, this and that, thoughts came? Well, back in my day, Neville. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. You hear that a lot. You probably hear that from parents and on one of them, so I'll be telling my kids back in my day. I remember my dad saying, well, back in my day, my house cost me 50000 and my mortgage was only 20000 but the interest rate was 25% and my income was X. So, Low. Yeah, so I think... We've got to flag that saying. We do. I think everything's relevant at the time, yes. right? And um, things move, things change, inflation, things get more expensive um, over time, but everything rises. So your income rises um, and so do expenses and house prices have generally moved on that bandwagon. What would you say, Nev? About oh, back in my day. About back in your back day. Back in my day, um, Nothing. <laughs> I don't have a back in my day yet, but I've definitely heard this saying a lot, and um, I've been a person who has actually taken advice from someone who said back in my day and sort of given advice around that, and it's actually left me not in a bad situation, but I could have been in a better one, so that's what the boomers say. I would say if you hear back in my day, listen to it, take it on board, but also to go externally. Yes, get advice from someone who can talk about today. Absolutely. Family, friends, experts, whatever it is. Yes. People like yourself, Neve. Yes, absolutely. An advisor. A qualified one, hopefully. <laughs> I, love, I love the next point you've got here. Yes. Single income families with the normal. Where what? Well, that's a solo income, essentially. You could get a mortgage with a solo income. And the reason we put this in here is because essentially sometimes you can still get a mortgage on a solo income depending on your the amount you're earning. But nowadays we sort of see a lot more people combining their incomes to purchase properties such as with a friend or family. I think that touching on that single income families with a norm probably takes us back to our grandparents era yes where this is ages ago <laughs> th- this is oh this is yesterday for me um where what mum stayed home looked after the kids put food on the table yep. had the hot dinner and cooked breakfast yep dad went to work those days are long gone mm. long gone Women can think, be the breadwinner now exactly that's what i was gonna say i think you see a lot more women with the career and the family now well you're the breadwinner neve i sure am Absolutely. <laughs> and the next point, which, Kane, you are going to be the mastermind on, wow. the property market is going to crash. Is this a myth? I tell you, I'd be a fucking rich man <laughs> if I heard that and took it. The property market is going to crash. And I'll say, going to COVID, property market's going to crash. Everyone was holding out. The property market boomed. boomed. If we look at historical data on any of these big events, GFC, um, we've got the financial crisis, um, the Twin Towers, 9-11, all these things were blips, and they were big blips, but they're a moment in time. Yeah. Assets, commodities, they increase in value over time. So 
tell you, you become very wealthy if you knew when the market was going to crash. A crystal ball would be great, but... What would you say, Nev, as a young female in finance yep. that is very experienced I mean, and you've listened a lot? What would you say if, if you hear, oh, I'm going to wait till the property market's going to crash? Oh, I would say ignore that because I actually was the person caught out who thought the property market was going to crash and I didn't buy and it boomed. So I would say ignore it. And like you said, data and history shows that the property market sometimes is a blip, but it always goes back up. Agree. Agree. It's like shares though. And what the favorite saying is, um, what is it? Don't time. It's all about time in the market, not timing the market. Love that. Yes, learn from the best. That. Absolutely. And one of the other, the last myth that we're going to bust today, I guess, is stop going out for smashed avo and coffee. Oh, I love a coffee. Kane's five coffees a day most days, aren't five you? Five coffees away keeps the doctor at bay, is what I say. That's a myth. You can still buy a house if you're eating smashed avo and drinking coffee. True. Good avocado. I've got a good tree, actually, so yes, I save an avocado. Bring, bring them in. But now, oh yep, sorry. No, no, you're right, Neve. You're right. Thank you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have a crack. You're right. <laughs> so this second topic, we're talking about different types of incomes. This is quite interesting because a lot of people have side hustles these days. A lot of people have two jobs, and a lot of people are becoming content creators. Content creators, which could be a, a mix of a lot of things: Instagram, what? TikTok. OnlyFans. Yeah, OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> so how do banks look at the different types of income? So salaried, always easy, P-A-Y-E, straightforward. Self-employed, pretty straightforward as well. Same with commissions. But if you do have a side hustle, you need two years of income to prove. Ah, okay. So Most I'll, of the time. I've learned something there because obviously I'm not an advisor and you're the expert, Neve. So what you're saying is... If I'm on a seller employed job, but on top of that, I'm doing OnlyFans. a side. <laughs> Only I wish. Um, and I was doing my side hustle, whatever that was. Mm -hmm. Do I need two years of that to prove my total income on top of my salary? Yep. Well, the bank will take that into consideration. Yeah, so two pretty consistent years, and then they'll use the average of those two years. So you couldn't just start up a side hustle and say, well, I'm gonna make $20,000, I wanna use that at the bank. You can't right. do that. Um, you could potentially, if you could prove projections, but you're likely gonna to have to go to a second tier lender for that wow. sort of thing. How does banks look at content creation? I actually haven't done an app for content oh actually that's a lie we have got a client that's a youtuber okay and we've used that income because no that's his full-time job and makes good money as a youtuber so it would be assessed the same as a self-employed person okay. because you'd be a sole trader and then you'd need two years to prove that i'm going to sidetrack here why has only fans become so big because I, I it pops up on my facebook um thread around yeah. some people the money they're making it's crazy what the fuck is going on there well, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure you all do, OnlyFans is like a semi-porn site, I think, kind of, maybe. And so, wow. <laughs> and so, Sorry, just before you carry on, does it come up as a normal subscription? No. We see it in bank statements all the time. And so people are talking about it because they're making such good money from it. And so, for an example, on TikTok the other day, I had this girl come up and she was talking about how she made $15,000 in her first month. So, I mean, if you hear that, you're going to be like, oh, 
might give it a go. Not bad. 15 grand a month, and then you show up to work the next day and you earn that salary too. So I think that's why. But it might be a saturated market soon. Who knows? Is it something that might burn out quite quickly? I think so. I mean... I'm, I don't know a lot about it, to be fair, but yeah, I don't think it's So it's kind of like be... an influencer for yeah, so Instagram. Yeah, so a lot or... of the, you know, online influencers, I think, do it as extra income, more consistent <laughs> okay. income. Um, but yeah, again, not not my forte. Haven't had a client that actually does OnlyFans yet, but if you are on OnlyFans and you need a mortgage, get in touch. Because <laughs> that could be a real niche in the market. It could be. It really could be. Anyway, next topic, friends and siblings buying houses together. New ways of getting on the property ladder. True or false, Kane? Friends and siblings um, buying houses. New. Well, it's not new. No. Because I think forever and a day, family and friends are brought together. But it possibly is one way to enter in the market. I do remember an advisor in house, Lisa, had clients where two couples brought a house together so put their deposits together and obviously brought their first home which I yep. think was a three bedroom yeah they then paid down that debt and then and they lived in it for a good three years I think and then from that those two couple that owned that property leveraged off the equity of that property and bought another house so yep. then they essentially had two assets and that couple one of the couples then moved into the other home so it's definitely a way to get on if you don't have any means of a deposit. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when when you're looking at putting down a twenty percent deposit, it's a lot lot takes a lot longer to save. So it's an option. And like you said, you can leverage off it long term, or you sell, take the net proceeds, and go your separate ways. Fully. Actually, a question for you. I don't know the answer to this. Um, how does the bank look if two couples buy together, and they obviously are all liable for the mortgage? Right? Is that correct? Yeah. So you'd be. I guess quarter owners and then the only time that maybe they would want you to um, give a bit more detail is around the expenses because essentially you're in some ways two families living under one house so they would assume your expenses are going to be higher but there's ways around that and if you can say that they're just going to be split by joint bank accounts then it would be all be viewed the same. Okay that's a really good option that. Yeah it is. Because like you said who has 200 grand floating around? Yes, exactly. Can KiwiSaver be used for that? Yes, if it's your first home. Yes. All four of you can use your KiwiSaver as long as it's your first home. If it was three people's first home, but not the fourth, they wouldn't be able to use for a second time. Okay. So yeah, it all works in mysterious ways. Um, And what's the next topic? I think that's the end. You've got through this really quick, Nick. We did. I want to ask you something there's some stuff in here around obviously what you've talked upon and a big part is um you know it's, it's a heated topic the property market and we're talking about everything around inflation and that what would be words of wisdom for you right now for young people that have bought their first home and are going shit my rates doubled in the last 12 months i've got 800k mortgage i've got a kid i'm paying daycare what would be your words of wisdom wisdom right now to help them out I would say go and speak to an advisor and make sure your mortgage is structured correctly to favor your lifestyle and expenses and like you said daycare costs all that sort of stuff because there is options of putting a portion on interest only if you're really tight in terms of repayments you could refinance get a little bit of cash um, contribution which can help so definitely speaking to a professional and making sure everything is all 
structured correctly can save you a lot of money long term. I like that. Yeah. I like that because I think people just continue to go on it and stay in that dark place and yeah. actually not deal with it properly. Oh, yeah. And sometimes we get new clients who have had mortgages and we're like why the fuck is your mortgage structured like that like yeah. whoever's done it either they've gone direct to bank or to another advisor and you just look at it and you're like that doesn't actually meet their lifestyle and everything that's going on so speaking to someone who can give you that advice and genuinely cares and wants to help would be the key what would be your advice if someone was ready to buy right now as in a couple and they're renting paying seven eight hundred bucks a week in auckland but they're ready to buy and they're like, no, I'm just going to hold on and wait to see what happens. Don't hold on. Do it as soon as you can. There's actually a great uh, article by Tony Alexander, the yes, independent economist. It's really good. And he said, I think the headline of the article, I saw it come up on Facebook, was the worst decision a first home buyer could make right now is waiting for the market to drop further. Fully. Yeah. And that's what people thought going into COVID was going to happen. That's what I thought. On top of that, if you're renting, at some point... Those increased costs of that landlord, if they hold debt, are going to be passed on to you with exactly. rent increases. And I think sometimes people think, oh, you know, my mortgage repayments are going to be so much higher, but it may only be one or two hundred dollars, if that, a week, depending Fully. on what, you, what you're purchasing for. So you could look at that as investing, well, as investing. Or in saving money. Yeah, or savings. So, um, like, look at your numbers. And advisors will do that for you too, is give you indicative repayments if you need to. Fully. put that versus your rent and then make a decision from there and also engaging with an advisor doesn't mean you have to buy right then and there yeah so you can just get your facts right you know because how many times have you seen someone and 12 months later they've come back to you and said hey we're ready to go now oh countless times okay. all the time and people wait for little things to change mm. and sometimes it changes and it's not in their favor as well i heard you you guys start running off it's about being proactive not reactive on situations yep. agreed it has been an absolute pleasure to join you. Nick. Thank you for joining. And you're a you've got wise words, and I think any person should come see you around property and finance. Thank you very much. Get in touch. Mm-hmm.